This is William Michael of the Classical Liberal Arts Academy, and today is Friday, November 12th. Today I'd like to talk to parents who feel uncomfortable with the speed and the chaoticness of the internet and modern culture and wish that there was a way they could teach their children and calm things down. Not a little, but a lot. If you're a parent who who just wishes you can calm things down for your children in the high-speed information age, you definitely have a supporter in me. I think some imagine that because the Classical Liberal Arts Academy has, has gotten a lot of work done, there's a lot of media published, a lot of content produced, they imagine that I must be a very busy person. And I've had people contact me in the past asking me how I get it all done. How do you, what does your schedule look like? What is your, what are the, what are the, 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 the tips that you would offer for how to get so much work done? And, and I don't, I don't believe that that's how real Catholic learning gets done. I don't get work done because I am am hectic and busy and have some kind of amazing time management system. I get work done because I've worked on the same thing for 25 years and it's all that I do. I always tell parents that the principle of getting work done, significant work done, is little by little, bit by bit. I like to think of a river slowly eroding the mountain rocks by just steadily flowing for hundreds or thousands of years and accomplishing amazing work little by little over a long period of time. The stress of work usually comes when we desire to get a lot done in a small amount of time. And that can rarely be done without faking it or cutting corners or doing something that's not honest or virtuous. But if you're a parent who just feels like things are too too chaotic and too fast nowadays, the kid's attention is just pulled and tugged all over the place and in constantly different directions by a million different sources. There are solutions. There are things you can do to combat that. But you've got to take some some real practical steps in order to 
protect your kids from the craziness. And I'm not saying protect your kids from the technology because the technology is here to stay. But just because technology is produced doesn't mean that you have to use it in a way that other people are trying to get you to use it. If you have children that you'd like to educate at home and you'd like to provide them with a classical Catholic education, but you're just not crazy about all of the online stuff and you don't want your kids on YouTube, you don't want your kids all over the internet clicking on links, you just don't want to deal with that because for children... There are two considerations. Number one, the goal of education is actually to teach children to learn to use freedom responsibly. That's what education is for. That's why God left Adam and Eve in the garden. He didn't put them in a safe place. He left them in the garden with instructions for how to live. God required them to exercise freedom responsibly. But at the same time, we know there's a, an extreme where entering into an occasion of sin or entering into temptation voluntarily is itself sin. The temptation is not sin. But voluntarily entering into an occasion of sin or a place of temptation is sin. And so it's a, it's a very challenging problem for parents to deal with, to consider how can we teach our children to handle freedom responsibly? Because they're going to have to handle freedom responsibly as adults. How can we teach them to handle freedom responsibly and yet at the same time not introduce them into tempting situations? And there are differences between children. I've had students who I could leave in a room with a computer with no supervision for an entire day, and if I went away and came back six hours later, that student would be doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing. And there are other students who, they, they cannot be trusted while they're sitting right in front of me, while I'm looking. I'll see them flipping between screens and, and trying to hide a window with some kind of game or something. So the kids are also very different. Some are sober and zealous to learn. Others are foolish and don't even need a distraction to draw them away. They're seeking it out. So it's, it's a very difficult question for parents and it may even require different measures between different children or for the sake of safety, Parents may just need to say that the weakest child 
makes the rule and the other the other students have to accept restrictions because of the weaker students. So it's a difficult problem for parents and if you're vexed by this whole challenge of education when you can't just send your kids to a good Catholic school because they don't exist. So you consider homeschooling and then you bring the kids home and you realize that while your intentions are noble, your ability and your own knowledge are not sufficient to guide your children's entire education or you're not able to give your children the education that you want them to have. And so you look to the options and There are no options in print. There are modern Catholic homeschool programs, but they're not going to solve any of your problems. You want to offer your children a real classical Catholic education, but in 2021, the only place that it's available is in the Classical Liberal Arts Academy, and we are not in a position to simply open up a bookstore and start selling printed content. The program is just not there yet. I would love for it to be there, and I'm working to have it there if we even continue using print books in modern society. So you're looking at an online program, which ironically is the only source for true classical Catholic education, at least at present. But you just hate this idea of online studies and internet use and all this stuff. You just wish there was an alternative. Well, I'd like to tell you that there is an alternative. It's an alternative that I'm willing to work with you on. I'd have to ask you to be patient if you'd like to do this, and I can't offer it for free, but I can offer it within our normal pricing. I don't need to charge extra for it. It may require some work from you and some patience, but as I said, if you'd like to eliminate the online distractions, temptations, And just general vexation and and discomfort with online studies and activities. And would like to do things more the quote-unquote old-fashioned way, just quiet and private. We can do that. But you'd have to be willing to work with me to handle things a little more privately between us. Working together directly. And like I said, you'd have to be willing to do a little bit of work on your side. Now, what I'd, what I'd recommend, and I, I am totally willing to do this, and I, I actually think it would be very effective. What I, what I suggest is you consider arranging something like a correspondence study between me and your family. And by correspondence, 
back in the old days, before computers, before they even had email, there were correspondence courses, and you may remember these from when you were a child, if you're in your mid to upper 40s. They were around when I was a kid, and I'm 46. But there were correspondence schools, and there were correspondence study programs. And the way they worked back in the old day is that you would be mailed your study materials for a certain period of time, or it could be self-paced. And you would complete the study materials, and then you'd mail them back in. And that's how the program worked. It was a simple back and forth between the student and the teacher. And and these programs were often very effective. They were just sort of they were just unpopular because people were still so focused on in-person activities back then. I actually studied as a kid. My parents gave me the opportunity to participate in an art correspondence program where I was taught the fine arts. I was taught how to draw and do other other forms of artwork through a correspondence program where I was able to submit my work and receive feedback and and advice from from an expert drawing teacher. And those lessons were very effective. But as I said, that was back in the early 1990s, and we didn't even have computers. But the correspondence method is private. It's much more teacher-directed than even an online program, and it's simple. It's simple. It could be managed on a weekly basis where An email is provided by the teacher and the email may have links to documents or may have documents attached to the email and it provides for the studies for the week. And then the parent can simply print out those documents, give them to the children for their daily daily work and then when they're completed, scan and send them back. Very simply, as I said, it would take a little bit of work from parents to act as the secretary between the teacher and the student. But I think if you're concerned about the distractions and temptations and overall vexation of having the kids on the internet, a correspondence method can be very effective, I believe can be very pleasant, Um, and I'm certainly willing to work like that with parents. To do that, obviously, I'd be limited in time because I can only do it for so many students, and I would have to I would have to require that parents be subscribed 
to a premium student plan. I'd be happy to talk about this on a case-by-case basis, but when I consider the time it would take and what it would require of me in light of my other responsibilities, I believe that I could provide such a service for a student who is subscribed to the premium student plan, which is $100 a month. That would include all the study materials. It would include grading. It would include everything that the kid needs from, from my side. And it would be managed through email back and forth. A weekly email with graded work returned with answers to questions and new assignments for the week. And then throughout the week, we can, we can communicate back and forth as needed. But then as the students completed work, the parents or the students themselves would scan and send that work in back to me by email. I would review it, grade it, return the graded documents to the parents and then enter the grades into the Academy's online system for the sake of record-keeping. All of the actual activity of the parent and, and student would be, could be offline, could be private, and would be directly managed between us. But at the same time, the student would be enrolled in our online system. All of his records would be kept in our online system. And you could enjoy the best of both worlds. The parents could easily go on to the online system and, and view the gradebook and the records and all, all of that. But the students could study offline and the parents can determine how they would study, whether they would print lessons for the children to study using a binder or keep folders in their desk or whether the children had computers to use, but they were kept offline or limited, and the parents could simply give them the PDF files that they need for their lessons, you know, just slide them from the parent's computer onto a USB disk, and then give the children the USB disk to work off of. I think this would be a very satisfying solution for many of the parents that I that I talk to. I know parents are stressed. I've had to deal with that stress at points as a parent, and I know sometimes you just get sick of it. Sometimes you wish you could just turn off the internet, throw all the computers away, and go back to books and paper, but like I said, The benefits gained by doing that would not be worth the opportunities lost. And so, rather than just spite yourself and pursue an inferior education because it happens to be in print, we just have to work together to find an effective solution. And I think the correspondence arrangement would be very good. Email is actually very effective. It's peaceful. I like, I like to use email because it's like writing letters. I can 
quiet down and focus on one person, one message. I can attach files. I can include images. I can give links to online resources if necessary. Everything can be done in an email. But there's none of the craziness and chaos of live chat or a forum or a chat room or anything like that. I myself think a lot of these things are are unnecessarily chaotic. Just because people are willing to pay for something doesn't mean that it's good, doesn't mean that we should do it. Just because someone is capable of producing a certain resource doesn't mean we should all jump on it because there are moral issues involved. For example, St. James, the Apostle in the New Testament, teaches us to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. And the reason why St. James says that is because most human beings will just talk constantly. They don't learn. They don't seek wisdom. They don't find solutions. They don't have answers. But they just want to express their own thoughts, their own opinions. They just want to share their own mind. And that's one of the qualities of a foolish person. A fool is wise in his own eyes. A fool desires to share what is in his own heart. And so they want resources and tools that allow them to communicate constantly, just babbling, 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 constantly chatting, talking, texting, video conferencing. They, they love the constant, constant communication, but none of, it's, none of it's wisdom. None of it is edifying. It's just constant, constant babble. If we were to ask, based on the principle, be slow to speak and quick to listen, what would the ideal form of communication be? And I don't think that it would be making communication faster and faster and faster. I think email is very useful because it allows us to have the same quality of communication that we had in writing a detailed letter, but it allows the delivery to be immediate. All that it's changing is the time of the delivery. It's not changing the nature of the communication. And so I think, I think email is good for for children to learn, to use, to communicate. Put a, put a heading on. Introduce a letter. Write a, write a nice, orderly, clear letter to another person. Add a proper closing to that letter. Attach relevant files. Learn to use other media for the sake of communicating ideas. And then know that once you're finished and you hit send, 
it's delivered immediately. That's very useful. But all of the short Twitter, texting, chatting, that kind of stuff is just borderline stupidity. And I think that's, that's really where a lot of the vexation comes from. So the technology can be very useful if it's subject to reason and subject to moral principles. But just because something can be done doesn't mean that it should be done. There are reasons why video chat isn't helpful. It can be helpful. For example, if my son's away at school and I'd like to chat for a bit, video, video conferencing is, is great because I can see my son, see how he's doing, see how he looks, talk face-to-face as it were, and it's the closest thing that we can have to a face-to-face conversation. It's useful. But at the same time, I don't necessarily want strangers sending me video chat messages at 11.30 at night. So finding a use for the technology, setting limits for the technology, is really an important duty that we have as teachers and parents and as fellow Christians. And I understand, obviously, the concerns parents have about the internet and all of the technology, all of the devices. And I probably have even more concern than most parents because part of my study as a website developer, a technology user, as a business owner, I get into the business strategy side of technology and hear what the business leaders and influencers are saying and they confirm the parents' fears. These business leaders and marketing experts see all of this technology as a way in, as a way to gain access, as a way to get attention. And so the things that the parents are concerned about are not just fears, irrational anxieties. They're they're legitimate concerns. There are people who want to sell things and want to get in touch with your children and get their attention to make them want what they have to offer. Many Many of it is immoral stuff. They don't care. For them, it's business. And as parents, we're not, we're not blocking the technology per se. We're not blocking business in general. But we're acknowledging that there are people who, in the name of business, know no limits. They would be perfectly happy to break up our families, to lead our children to destruction, and snatch their profit out of it. And they're using technology to do just that. That's not a theory. That's a fact. And so those concerns are legitimate. And I'd be happy to talk more about that, de- that in detail if, if you're not familiar 
with the business side, with the strategy side of marketing and technology use, I'd be happy to talk about how businesses are actually doing this and why your concerns are legitimate. And so I'm completely willing to seek out solutions to help parents provide their children with classical Catholic education, making use of the technology, but setting some limits, setting some reasonable, responsible limits to the use of that technology. And a solution that I propose is to arrange a correspondence relationship between the Classical Liberal Arts Academy and your family. If you'd like to talk a little bit uh, more about practical details, let's do so right now. I have the whole academy curriculum, all of the resources in front of me in my office. I have access to everything the children need for a complete classical Catholic education. I have access to the whole online system where all the records are kept. That's all on my side. Between you and me lies an email connection, and that email connection allows me to deliver to you everything that's necessary for these studies. And I mean everything. Everything can easily be saved as a PDF file and or or as a as a document as a word document and sent by email i can prepare a weekly overview of the subjects and courses and the tasks to be completed in each course along with all of the necessary resources attached or linked. And I can deliver that to a parent on a Sunday evening. And the timing would be important because there's two ways to handle this. I think the better way to do it would be for me to prepare and deliver everything on Sunday nights. And then Monday mornings... The parents would start the week by simply preparing the lessons and resources for the week. That allows the parents to enjoy a nice Lord's Day of rest and quiet. The kids can enjoy a Sunday. Monday can be sort of an easy day back into school. Mom is going to spend Monday morning, maybe all day Monday, just organizing and getting the the kids' lesson materials prepared for the week. However, she decides to use them, whether she's going to print them and put them in binders or, like I said, give the kids access to digital files to study with. Mom can work on that on Mondays. And then from the time mom is done with that until the kids are finishing those tasks and assignments... The kids can work privately. And then as the work is completed by the students, mom can start gathering it together, converting it back into digital formats. And I can explain how to do all that. Very, very simple. And just email it all back. 
I get all the work emailed back by the, by the weekend. I have time to grade the students' work, enter grades into the online system, so all the records are updated. And then I can prepare the next batch of assignments and tasks for the coming week. And we can just go back and forth like that throughout the year. For me, that's a very, very convenient way to work together. And like I said, that would be available with a premium support subscription. The normal price for that would be $100 per month. But I'm willing to talk about that and find, uh, find an affordable rate that makes that valuable and cost-efficient for families. And I'm, I'd also be content to cap that. The premium family plan, for example, caps the monthly fee at $500 per month per family. And I know that I know that those are those are high numbers for for many families and we just need to talk about the financial. So don't 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 think of financial numbers and and prices as as doors or barriers to different opportunities. Those those price discussions just need to start somewhere. And and I know how real life works. I know that not all families can afford anything close to that. And I'm thinking of the students first as a teacher whenever I talk about these things. And I'm willing to work out any terms that are necessary between myself and parents so long as the academy's operating expenses and my family's basic needs, which are very little, are provided for. I'm content. I have no interest in getting wealthy or making as much as I can. I just want to make what I need and I'm willing to work 24 hours a day so long as my needs are provided for. That's my responsibility. And, and again, things like donations and, and other issues would all be factors in this because once my, once my monthly budget is provided for, I don't need to talk or think about money again. And that's how I've managed the academy from the beginning. My family, we live a simple life out in rural North Carolina. The Classical Liberal Arts Academy work is the mission that my wife and I work for. We see it as a Christian apostolate, a work of Christian service. We have basic family bills to pay that are decreasing year by year, thank God. Really just a few thousand dollars a month. And so long as we can obtain what we need for our family's normal expenses and then the operating costs of the academy, the website and services that we need to subscribe to, that's that's all we're concerned about financially. So... If $100 a month is just out of reach for your family, for a student to have correspondence, we just need to talk about that. So I put those prices out because there are at the same time many families 
for whom these are not great numbers, and they can easily afford $100 a month for a student, $500 a month for all of their children. Because if their children were attending private schools, they'd be writing tuition checks for many times that amount, and they know that. And so these prices are put out there as, as guidelines for something like an auction where we name a starting price and then just see what happens. So if that's within your price range, great, we can do it. If that's beyond your price range at the present, we just need to talk about it. Just tell me what you can afford and we'll work with it. So if you'd like to provide your children with a real classical Catholic education, you'd like the help of expert Catholic classicists, who I hope you can trust, working to help you and your children, and you'd like to manage that through a correspondence arrangement rather than through online studies, that's certainly possible, and I'm very happy to offer that as a service. So if that interests you and you'd like to give it a try, get in touch with me and we'll we'll get organized. We can just communicate through email. Um, it's, it's very important that we learn to just calm down. Just calm down, set realistic expectations, set realistic time frames for things. We don't need to chat minute by minute. We don't need to know hour by hour what's going on. We need to set weekly goals for children. The schedule can be flexible. And we talk week by week. It doesn't need to be high stress, hour by hour, day by day. Family life requires flexibility. And I think that communicating by email on a weekly basis learning to be more patient, being willing to take some extra steps practically to avoid some of the problems that our causes of vexation could allow us to create a solution for many students that's actually very pleasant, very effective, and cost-effective. So if you're interested in correspondence studies... Just send me an email. The email for the Academy is mail at classicalliberalarts.com. Mail at classicalliberalarts.com. And the only people that will see that will be my wife or me. So just send an email. Let me know that you listened to the talk on correspondence, study opportunities, and we'll discuss the details and maybe run, run a, th- a few practice runs to, to give you an idea of what can be done, and then you'll be able to make a decision on what you'd like to do. So correspondence study is an option for parents to consider, one that I think can be very effective. And if you'd like to discuss that more, just get in touch with me by email. Write to me at mail at classicalliberalarts.com. God bless.